Another busy 12 months has passed for the athletic scene on the Isle of Man. 2023 has been yet another calendar year of record-breaking, personal bests and chances to shine on the international stage, both here on Manx Shores and beyond. One man who has once again been keeping across all that has happened this year is Dave Griffiths, local correspondent for the Isle of Man Athletics World. With all that's happened and with the new year approaching, I caught up with Dave to get his thoughts on what has been a memorable 2023 and what we could expect in 2024. Well, I think looking back uh, in uh, sort of chronological order during the year, and of course, athletics is a very diverse sport, so we've got quite a number of different uh, disciplines. I think uh, sort of starting the year in January, uh, I think without a doubt, the highlight that month was endurance runner Oren Smith, who contested the winter spine race, which effectively... Uh, is a traverse of the 270 miles, I think, of the Pennine Way in the middle of January. Now, not only is that an endurance event, but the conditions were absolutely incredible, even for the Pennines in January. Uh, I think the temperatures were minus 10, uh, and Oren just he just showed the most incredible endurance to complete that challenge in conditions which were so bad that uh, his feet uh, his shoes actually got stuck to his feet uh, you know such were the such were the extreme temperatures uh, and it was just an incredible uh, feat of endurance moving into february and into cross country we had sarah aston who became the second uh, manx athlete in history to win uh, a senior race at the english national cross country championships uh, when she won the senior women's race uh, at a course uh, in in chester and that was a fantastic performance where she out sprinted uh, an athlete who was a former european champion um, and then sort of moving into the um, uh, sort of Easter period, uh, we had a, an incredibly successful Easter festival with record numbers, uh, a number of record times uh, set on the courses as well. Uh, and also over the Easter weekend, uh, we had a very successful Manx Mountain Marathon uh, run by the Fell Runners. Uh, and then earlier on in April, um, a very strong contender for Athlete of the Year was Sarah Webster, uh, again an endurance runner, who won the Anglo-Irish 100 kilometres Championship in what was a new British record time. Now, just to put some perspective on that performance, her time was just outside seven hours, which is basically uh, a 42-minute 10K uh, doing that 10 times back-to-back, which, you know, that really does put into perspective what an amazing feat uh, that was and what a great athlete Sarah is. Moving into midsummer, um, we had, of course... Uh, the highlight of any athletic year, obviously, is the parish walk. Although numbers have gone down a little bit over recent years, we're still looking at an event with around a thousand competitors. Uh, just a fantastic event, not only on the athletics calendar, but just on the you know on, on the Isle of Man calendar generally. Then moving into July, uh, we had the first Island Games for four years, uh, which took place in Guernsey. And the Isle of Man athletics team really exceeded all expectations this year. It was a particularly young team, uh, a lot of debutants, uh, so you know a, a lot of inexperience in the team. But their medal tally uh, was very close to what we've had historically with much more experienced teams. So that really was a, a great effort by all concerned. And that, that was across disciplines as well. I will just have to pick out uh, the star athlete, I think, at the Island Games, one of uh, our most experienced campaigners, uh, who was Rachel Franklin, of course, who won three individual gold medals. Uh, she's only the second Isle of Man athlete ever to achieve that. Uh, and she also set two Island Games records in the 1500 and 5000 metres um, by substantial margins as well. So another fantastic performance by Rachel. 
uh, and then sort of moving into the uh, the autumn season uh once we get into october we we have the start of quite a number of the sort of autumn and winter series uh, across a number of uh, a number of different disciplines and i particularly mentioned the winter hill league series um uh, organized by the manx fell runners a three round series uh over relatively short courses where you have athletes from 12 years and upwards all competing against each other over the same course uh, i've had fantastic numbers in that uh you know great performances uh and just a, a great sort of uh, vibe about that series and it's been really brilliant moving into november sarah webster again she went away to hyderabad in india um, to represent great britain in the world 50 kilometer running championships and she produced yet another amazing performance uh, to win the bronze medal now that's not a veteran competition that is an open competition and sarah won the bronze medal in a world championship only two minutes or less than two minutes behind the winner another incredible performance uh, there's nothing much really more you can say about sarah really um, and then one other athlete uh, I would pick out as well is Lorna Gleave because she achieved uh, quite a unique hat-trick this year uh, by winning the women's races at the Parish Walk, the end-to-end walk and the Sid Quirk Walk and she's the first athlete, male or female, ever to achieve that so uh, a really great achievement by Lorna uh, and then I think just moving into December uh, away from actual competition I think a really significant uh, moment for Manx Athletics was the appointment of Ollie Lockley uh, as the Athletics Development Officer which he'll be in post for the next three years and I just think you know it, it, he'll do a great job I think developing the sport over the next three years uh, and you know wish him well and uh, yeah look forward to look forward to seeing uh, what, what he can do for the sport Okay obviously as you've okay. quite rightly pointed out there's, there's plenty there so um, let's just start with the, um, the, the arguably the big one the Island Games in Guernsey the Island Games returning after four years. You pointed it out just before, it wasn't just the um, success that the Isle of Man had overall in the athletic side of things, but uh, quite a lot of youth and inexperience in the squad at that time, some going there for the first time. What do you think that says about the preparations and coaching that the Isle of Man provides that means that these athletes who are maybe there for the first time are still competing right at the very top in those games? Oh, I mean, it's, it says a great deal about it. I mean, I think I would I'd particularly compliment the team manager, Petra Atchison, uh, who was only in post for, I think it was around about six months before the game. So she did an enormous amount of work on you know fundraising, pulling the squad together. Uh, she had a great team uh, around her as well. Um, and as, we, you know, as I said, uh, we had a lot of athletes who were debutants at the Island Games, uh, and it was across a number of different different disciplines as well. You know, we're, we're not just relying on the Rachel Franklins and you know, um, you know, athletes of her caliber, but we're, we're looking right through right through the board. And you know, sometimes at the Island Games, you can get medal performances that are completely unexpected. And I think one that stood out to me was probably Amy Christian winning the bronze medal in the 400 meters hurdles. Um, nobody could have expected that I think least of all Amy herself and it's just moments like that that really stand out I think and you know those are testament to the coaches and you know the people who have helped the young athletes to come through and to prepare them for such a big event and from those who have been maybe uh, making their debuts or a less experienced to the more experienced you've already mentioned Rachel Franklin there three gold medals two more Ireland Games records as well in the 1500 meters and the 5000 meters we saw as well uh, Corin Leeming and Alan Caller performing well in the men's 10,000 metres. The list continues for the more experienced athletes. Uh, it's testament, is it not, to them that they're keeping themselves in this condition and still, after you know several different 
tournaments like the games and elsewhere that they're still in and amongst the very best yeah absolutely i mean since the last games of course you know we've we've gone through the covid periods where you know you, you had a year with sort of with, with with no competition off the island and the games getting cancelled in 2021 but uh, like you say it's just testament to the uh you know the determination that they've got uh, to be the best athletes they can possibly be that they've just worked through that and made light of it uh, and you know performed at the level they did this year it's been absolutely brilliant and then we'll come on to um, the, the achievements of Sarah Webster this year. They've been great. You've already mentioned um, winning the 100km Anglo-Celtic plate, a new British record there, and then also uh, meddling in the World 50km Championships. What do you think is Sarah's secret here to, to this success? We've asked her this question, so I'd like to ask this of you from an outside perspective. What keeps Sarah Webster just performing and delivering time after time? Well, I've over the years I've been involved in athletics, I've known many, many athletes who have been tremendously determined and single-minded, you know, in their pursuit of excellence. Uh, I don't think I've ever met anyone who has been more so than Sarah Webster, you know, probably there's probably some who sort of maybe on a par, but Sarah's single-minded determination to uh, to achieve what she said has to achieve is just phenomenal, really. Um, and I think with endurance running as well, it's not just the hard physical work that you have to put in; it's the sheer time that's involved as well. Uh, you know, you can't you can't achieve what she's done over a hundred kilometres and fifty kilometres by just going out for the odd half an hour run. You know, it it really does involve a tremendous amount of time. You know, going out for three, four, five hour runs, the preparation before you go out, the recovery afterwards, and I think it's a testament to you know not only to her determination but also you know to the support that she's had from the people around her, from her family, um, to achieve what she's done. Uh, and she's an absolute inspiration, and not only as an athlete. But in the very little spare time that she has, um, she still manages to chair Northern Athletic Club and she helps out at all the track and field meetings, organises all different events as well. Uh, she's absolutely amazing. And not forgetting as well for a couple of the younger athletes, a great experience this year at the Commonwealth Youth Games over in Trinidad and Tobago back in August. We had uh, two Manx competitors in the athletic side of things. We had Regan Corrin in the long jump and we also had Jack and Ray competing in the 800 metres. Just how big an experience is it for those two athletes to be performing on such a stage like that? Oh uh, yeah, I mean again, that's that's absolutely phenomenal, really. Uh, two tremendously um, promising young up and coming athletes who we, we very much hope will go on to, uh, to senior success. Uh, Jack. Uh, Jack, of course, is a middle distance runner. Corin is very much, um, uh, sorry, uh, Regan uh, is very much uh, a multi-event athlete, but who probably specialises in the high jump. And of course, he also won the gold medal at the Island Games. Um, and I think it's it's just, uh, I think they're role models for the athletes around them as well. You know, the young up and coming athletes. I think another athlete who's really caught my eye this year and I think has got a great chance of going on to be a successful senior athlete is Sam Perry um, sort of middle uh, middle to sort of long distance cross country runner and you know he's had a great year as well uh, so there, there's there's a lot of talent coming through and uh, yeah it's 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 exciting times without a doubt and taking a look quickly at the parish walk you've mentioned about um, the, the entry numbers this year they're, they're a little bit down on what their record was in that first event after Covid now when we've spoken previously to the race director, Ray Cox, he's mentioned they're not expecting to hit that figure again. It was obviously huge what they had in that first event post-pandemic, but mm. the numbers are still high on average. You know, just testament, but is it maybe to, you know, those who organise the parish walk, 
that they're still keeping those numbers consistently at a good level. Oh, yes, I think so. I mean, the amount of work that's involved in putting an event on like the Parish Walk is incredible. You know, it's uh, it's an event that takes in sort of, you know, all four, cor- uh, four corners of the Isle of Man. And uh, I think, you know, you might have a thousand people out there walking. Uh, you've probably got more, a lot more than that. Uh, in terms of people who come out and man the drink stations and marshal and organise the the traffic and uh, you know just sort of people lining the streets providing refreshments encouragement music uh, you know it's a fantastic event but it does take a huge amount of organising uh, and I think Ray Cox and his team have just got it down to a fine art and it's it's brilliant I mean I I actually experienced it from the point of view of a competitor this year for the for the first time for a while and it just brought it home to me just how good it is it's it's just it's the jewel in the in the crown I think of Manx Athletics and uh, Dee Morgan won the race overall this year in the Parish War but you've rightly pointed out uh, another individual that shone in the Parish Walk and two other events. Lorna Gleave, she was the uh, winner of the women's race in the Parish Walk and uh, an unprecedented uh, hat-trick of victories across uh, three events. So, you know, for Lorna's season, that must be um, a, a real coup, I guess, and a, a real milestone for her. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's brilliant by Lorna. Uh, she actually came back from missing most of last year um, from, from the birth of her third child. Uh, and she was always intending to get back, but I don't think even she could have expected to sort of hit the ground running or hitting the ground walking or whatever the expression is, uh, you know, in quite such spectacular style. And again, you know, she's a very hardworking athlete. Um, she sort of goes under the radar, I think, a little bit because she, you know, uh, she, she doesn't really blow her own trumpet at all about her achievements. You know, she just gets on with it. And uh, But uh, again, like Sarah Webster and others, she relies on, you know, a great deal of support from her family. Um, uh, you know, as as does everyone really, and it was a great achievement by her to do what she did this year. Okay, let's take a quick look at some of the athletes off Ireland as well. We've already mentioned uh, Sarah Aston and Gemma Aston in their respective achievements and uh, milestones, if you like. So, how would you sum up their seasons in 2023 so far? Yeah, I think I mean we've got um, well, one athlete we haven't mentioned, I don't think, is David Malarkey, who is now out in America. He's got a professional contract with Florida State University. Uh, David is a well middle to long distance runner uh, he specializes in cross country as well uh, and he just goes from strength to strength and he is an athlete who came into the sport as an under nine actually and he was winning as under nine level and he's been winning at every age group since and running uh, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that it's it's been his life uh, over the last well probably 15 years or so uh, and he's just completely single-minded as well uh, and he, he ran in the Commonwealth Games uh, extremely well in 2022 and he's getting better and better and you know I don't think there's any limit to what he can achieve that's you know that's a really exciting thing as well um, and yeah uh, I, I think he's also even though a lot of the younger athletes now don't particularly know David or know him personally they do take inspiration from his achievements and I know they do follow what he's doing so uh, having role, role models like that is, is really important I think you read my mind when you came up to David Malarkey there I was going to ask about him in a second but also as well right towards the end of this year he took quite a prestigious title he uh, managed to secure all American status as well yes uh, that's right and he is uh, to, to the best of my knowledge I think he's the second Isle of Man athlete uh, to do that because Keith Gerrard uh, also achieved that I think both in cross country and in track I think 10,000 metres on the track uh, a number of years ago and uh, Keith although he's retired from competitive running now he's still 
Uh, he's still living in America and sort of very much involved in the athletic scene, more through coaching these days. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's great that we've had two athletes from the Isle of Man uh, who have achieved that, uh, you know, in the last sort of 10 to 12 years. And looking at some of the other um, off-island athletes, I mean, we'll, I'll come on to one now that's not necessarily off-island, but Erica Kelly as well. She got herself quite high up into the rankings in the race walking side of things quite recently. Yeah, Erica's uh, Erica's a tremendously uh, talented race walker. She's been on the scene for a number of years now. Um, she, she actually came onto the racing scene almost by accident a number of years ago when she uh, sort of famously turned up to the wrong training session. She thought she was turning up to a running training session and she ended up... Uh, uh, getting involved in the race walking group run by Steve Partington at the time and sort of the rest is history really. She's had a little bit of frustrating year, Erica, because she's trained really, really well uh, and, you know, she's been in great shape all year. Hasn't quite replicated uh, that form in races due to, just due to a number of things, maybe little sort of niggling illnesses, injuries or whatever, but uh, I'm sure you know, she's another very single-minded and determined athlete and I'm sure that if she does keep putting the work in and keeps believing, uh, she will get the result. That uh, that's all her dedication deserves. So I hope she has a great year, uh, great year in 2024. And another as well. You've already mentioned his name, uh, Ollie Lockley, as well. And uh, one of his highlights, of course, was winning the Reading Half Marathon this year, amongst other things. And being brought on as the development officer for uh, Isle of Man Athletics, we've spoken to Ollie already about this from your side of things, mm-hmm. from an outside perspective. What do you think he's going to bring to the role? Well, I think Chad, sort of, without knowing uh, sort of exactly what Ollie's job description is, I, I think the to, to me the three main things or the three most important things that probably uh, we'll be looking at is to bring uh, to train up more officials and to train up more coaches because obviously you know without the officials and the coaches uh, we simply don't have a sport uh, and I think also uh, I think it's it's really important to take athlete uh, to take athletics into the schools as well you know and sort of to make sure that uh, the talented young athletes uh, are not maybe lost to, to other sports, uh, you know, and to identify them quite early and to try and, you know, to, just to try and offer them the best sort of coaching and the best support that they can possibly have, uh, you know, as, as, as they develop uh, as athletes. So I, I think those are probably, for me, the three things that uh, I would be, I'd be looking for. Okay, and finally, just the last couple of questions. We'll take a look now into 2024. No doubt another busy schedule planned over the course of the 12 months. So, um, how promising and how exciting is the schedule going into next year? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I haven't actually seen the uh, the confirmed fixtures for next year, but I think certainly most of the uh, the big events will be will be very much uh, as as they have been uh, traditionally. Uh, I mean, in the very short term, uh, one I'm really excited about is the Lancashire Cross Country Championships, which takes place the first week in January, uh, 6th of January, I think, at Whitton Park in Blackburn. And that's that's an event that's supported in great numbers by local athletes from the under 11 age group upwards. And I think this year uh, we have got real talent uh, and, you know, real medal potential uh, in, in all the age groups from under 11 upwards, to be honest. So that's going to be a really exciting day in Blackburn, I think. Um, then, of course, in February, you know, we've got the English National Cross Country Championships. You know, is Sarah Austin going to be in shape to to challenge to, you know, maybe to challenge to uh, to maintain her title from last year? You know, and there'll be other athletes who will be contesting that event as well. Uh, and, you know, hoping to maybe improve on previous positions and sort of, you know, get in amongst, uh, amongst the leading group, maybe. Uh, but yeah, and then to look and head to the parish walk and 
you know, uh, all the usual events. Yeah, it's it's really, really exciting and I'm uh, looking forward to it. And in terms of all the bits that go in around that, there's obviously a lot of hard work that has to go on behind the scenes in terms of the training, the logistics, the infrastructure around athletics, uh, in and around all these events. What do you think uh, maybe needs to be, is there anything that needs to be added or changed in any way to maybe just keep athletics evolving on the island? I think it's uh, sort of keeping, keeping athletics at, at, at the forefront. Um, you know, just I think publicising the sport well uh, is quite important as well. I think, um, you know, we, we've got a relatively new committee with Isle of Man Athletics. Uh, that, that I say relatively new. They've been in post for probably for about a year now. Um, prior to that, uh, they were really, really struggling for, for officials, so probably lost a little bit of momentum. But I think now having a full committee and a strong committee and also being supported now by Ollie uh, in his post as development officer, uh, you know, I think it's quite important to... Uh, Sort of communicate with people in the sport. You know what the what the plans are going forward, what their vision is for the sport going forward, uh, and you know, like I said, I think a lot of that will be uh, to try and encourage more people uh, into roles such as coaching, um, officiating. I mean, for example, in in a track and field meeting, you know, you, you need a whole plethora of officials across all different disciplines. You know, from pole vault to long jump to track uh, and everything else. You know, timekeeping, recording, or whatever. So it's, it's a real uh, diverse uh, range of skill sets and you know we, we've just about got those covered at the moment but you know quite a lot of our officials have been around for many many years they're not going to be you know they're not going to be in post forever and you know uh, we need to take the pressure off them by getting more people into the sport so i'm sure that'll be the message uh, going forward thank you for having the stamina to make it to the end of the manx radio sportscast you're clearly someone who has their eye on the ball at all times want to hear more about the latest sporting news across the isle of man and much more then might I recommend you take the plunge and subscribe to this series or a wide range of Manx Radio podcasts at your favourite podcast provider so that, in a flash, all of our finest moments take a winner's place on your smartphone. Thank you.